you're no good to me, Dad. You... You killed him. I cured his cancer. That was the deal. But I couldn't let him come between us. You son of a bitch. One day, when I need you, I will come. Until then, I'll be, uh, I'll be watching. Forget about friends. Forget about family. Forget about love. You're mine, Tommy Blaze. scares us and what saves us. This is the fear of God. Hello and welcome back to your favorite podcast at the intersection of faith and fear where every week we discuss what scares us in order to find what saves us. This is the fear of God. Speaking to you right now is one of your hosts, Nathan Rouse, and typically with me is fellow co-host Reed Laggy. And guys, he was here and he said, the thing about Reed's is sometimes they're Reed. No, it made no sense. I'm sure I'll be back though. In the meantime, allow me to welcome you listeners into a whole fogging new series featuring the man, the myth, the tiny Elvis himself, Nicholas Cage. Last week, we had our birthday party at Willie's Wonderland and what a grand old time we had. And this week we are lassoing helicopters in 2007's back tat given movie form, Ghost Rider. But before we get there, <laughs> let me welcome back to the show, the one, the only, second only to Nick Cage himself, Jackson Harper. Jackson, welcome back, brother. Howdy, y'all. That's, you sound like you were out of Ghost Rider just then. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone talks like a country person. And, you well, know, I always kind of sound like that. So it's fine. that's all right. That's all right. You know, as long as you got a health cycle <laughs> stowed somewhere. Jackson, let me remind you and the listeners, lest we have all forgotten, that here at The Fear of God, we explore. We don't explain, except in glaringly obvious possibilities for explaining, such as possibly today. Except for now, when I explain that you can find every fog and fear of God thing imaginable at thefearofgodpodcast.com, like 
how to support us on Patreon, essays, team bios, episode archives, merchandise. Read. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. How you doing? I'm coming in hot, brother, because my head's yeah. on fire. Of course, you're coming in hot. Man, I missed such an opportunity to just fill a martini glass full of some jelly beans and just have those. Oh, my goodness. Let me down just oh, I was worried. I, say, I missed a, such a good opportunity to set my head on fire before I came on here. <laughs> no, it's not a good one. No, thank you. No, thank you. Only in Jackson. circumstances. Howdy. It's good to see you, man. How you are too. you? I'm good. Good. Good, good, good. I live in Florida Boy. now, weirdly. Oh, so, man, I have so many things yeah. to say that I should and should <laughs> and not. But I hope you're well. Gay can be one of them. Let's, uh, well, that's true. Look too. Out. Yeah, that's look true. Out. That's true. Wow. <laughs> you know what? I I try to keep things, you know, kind of kind of restrained on the pod. And then Nathan's just like, he's you like are ushering past me. He's shoving me out of the, the way. Johnny like, Blaze right, to my ghost rider, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Oh, my God. Oh, my Riri, Lord. Any, uh, Good to have you. What kind of business we got? What you know what? There's there's have? not no, there's not there's not terrible much uh terrible much of business uh these days, except for, you know, check us out on Patreon. Go check us out, join it. There are several options for for support tiers. Each of those differing tiers can offer you different perks if you are if if if, if you enjoy and appreciate what we do here at the fear of god we would very much enjoy and appreciate if you would come and show us your support on patreon so go check out the tiers uh and and support us if you can and are able and we would be very very grateful for it uh thank you very very much that is yeah it's so now fun about being a this movie <laughs> oh my goodness <sighs> jackson if you, you have know, I, was, I was watching it earlier today yeah. i was trying to take notes and it's like you it's impossible to take notes when every moment of the movie is so notably bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Well, that'll such a bad movie. That'll um. It's just so bad. That'll start us <laughs> off with my first question. That's a good segue there. My first question, <laughs> my brothers and film lovers, is why? <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh I am generous. You know. <laughs> I am. Um, I give the benefit of the doubt. I want to uh, remember every movie that gets made. It's a small miracle, you know. Like, like we are movie fans here. Mm-hmm. But damn it, what? <laughs> Y'all, you don't know. So I am not okay. My this is going to be a bit of a nerd deep dive here, but originally my comics first love was the x-men okay um Mm -hmm. you know maybe it was angsty teen uh uh unsure about his his you know six foot two personage and and how it fit in with his peers and you glom Mm -hmm. on to the the comic bookie uh uh equivalent of that in the x-men so that that was my inroad and x-men number nine i looked this up i thought it was number seven i was two issues off Two issues. That's how nerdy this is. X-Men number nine, (laughs) circa 1994-ish, 93-ish. No, because it was 91 that that Jim Lee, Chris Claremont new run began. And uh, it's issue nine of that. There's a a pretty epic Jim Lee cover of Wolverine and Ghost Rider. Like, this is my Mm -hmm. inroad. Like, Danny Ketch. This movie doesn't even... There aren't even really any Easter eggs in this movie. Like, so... Mm. I don't know if y'all know anything about this and it's okay if you don't, but 
uh, Johnny Blaze was the original Ghost Rider in the comics. Yeah. Well, uh, except for the like the way back when in pre pre Marvel publishing. So Johnny Blaze initiated the character. Well, then you know as they have these sort of legacy characters that happen sometimes. Danny Ketch, K E T C H. Mm-hmm. When I got into comics in the early nineties, uh, Danny Ketch was Ghost Rider at that time. So that was kind of my Danny, my Ghost Rider for a while. So this whole Johnny Blaze fascination was always a little weird to me. But there have been all these other Ghost Riders. There's Robbie Reyes. He drives the Hell Charger. He's one of the Avengers right now. He's who got featured on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And by the way, there's also Ghost Rider B.C., who's a flaming-headed primitive man who drives a who rides a fiery woolly mammoth. I'm not making this up. And Jason Aaron's wow. run with the Avengers B.C. Wow. Yes, it's Odin. All right. It's B.C. Black Panther. Uh, 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 Agamato who is the Dr. Strange from the BC era. Okay. It's the, Lady the Phoenix. Of okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, Avengers wow. BC, that's a real thing. That actually sounds really cool. <laughs> it is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Wow. And Jason Jason Aaron's an exceptional writer. He, he did uh, the material upon which Thor Love and Thunder by Taika Waititi is based on. So, so okay. good writer. Anyway, point being, Ghost Rider was my jam. And that era, <laughs> early 90s, was the Midnight Suns, right? This is Morbius. This is Blade. They all team yeah. together. There's the Dark Stalkers or something. I can't quite remember. Point being, it's a pretty cool character. And not just as like, you know, just, just you know, ACDCF. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ghost Rider. Like, <laughs> there's something mildly noble about the character, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So, yeah, it's my fault we're talking about this movie because I'd never seen it. And I was like, you know what? I need to add this one to the canon, right? You know, the head canon. And so when Reed and I are talking about this Uncaged series with Nick Cage, I was like, this is the time. What better intersection? Horror and Nick Cage than Ghost Rider and comics and whatnot. <laughs> Stupid movie. That was, your, that was your fatal error. It your was. Palmartia. bless you uh but it's just it's just yeah so that's my question is why you know it's just so so dumb so i i I say all this stuff as a fan and i i had not seen the movie i just i I knew roughly that it was pretty poorly received and so you know i I didn't prioritize it or, or make any sort of urgency for it so then when the time came to do the Nick Cage dive deep, deep dive. Like, oh, let's let's hop on the <laughs> let's hop on the uh, uh, you know the hell bike and uh, have some fun here. Mm-hmm. And what's so frustrating about the movie? That now here's a weird statement that you don't hear rational adults make often. <laughs> is this is one dumb movie? But the whole time Shit. I was like, I'm kind of curious about the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> You know, not not yeah. that I think the sequel is good or even any better. I just I do. This is what's frustrating. And Reed, you and I chatted br- briefly about this today. What is so frustrating is it's like this. This could have been pretty cool. And it and what it feels like they settled for was simply. Let's make it cool. K.E.W.L. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, it's so it's like let Nick cut loose. You're I'm just going off. Okay, so so jump in at, as desired. But well, Reed, okay, last, so I la- wait, 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 real sequel. quick. Let me okay. finish the thought. Let me finish the okay. thought. 
I, and jump in, jump in jump after in. the thought. I know I did. I know oh, he said it. But, he said it. <laughs> but Reed, last week you asked me about my general feelings about Nick Cage, and this movie almost put it to the test. I was like, dude, what? Interesting. What are you doing here? Um, it, I don't know. It, wow. it feels it feels cheesy in a way that I don't know that it should have been. Yes, Jackson, I'm sorry for inviting you to cut me off, and then you cut me off, and I stopped you. Now I'm asking you to come back in. <laughs> so I watched the sequel as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's also K-E-W-L, but yeah. in a different kind of way because it was made by the same guys that made uh, Crank and Gamer. So okay. I don't know if you saw either one of those, no. but I enjoyed I those Crank. movies. And they're very hyperkinetic, you know, camera doing all kinds of things. Very different from this movie, which is very, very sort of, it's just a lot of people posing. And there's a lot of slow motion, stuff like that. Uh, The sequel is a very different style. And it's honestly, it's more what I wanted to see from this movie. But mm. it's still dumb. It's still really, really dumb. So it is so it is. It is so super dumb. One thing that I wrote in my little like sort of mini letterbox review of, of Spirit of Vengeance is I was like, one thing I will give to the sequel is the sequel's action sequences look better. They are more oh, so much better. So uh, so like it actually when has action sequences. <laughs> yeah, like there's a, there's that really cool. There's a really cool scene where like there's a car chase and Ghost Rider mm. is fighting people atop cars and it's just like mm-hmm. and, and again it just it, it has a kind of a cool look and so yeah. like but but then at that at that same time like the acting and the script somehow get worse <laughs> in the sequel <laughs> oh and and I, d- I don't know how that but i couldn't agree more with you jackson that it's just like i kind of if i'm gonna embrace the ghostwriter ism of it all i want the zaniness i mean especially like nick cage as this character like i mm-hmm. want it to be a little bananas and the second yeah. one is just a little bit bananas like 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 a scene in the second one when the ghostwriter character when johnny blaze in an effort to lift the curse gets handed communion Oh and when he gets and, and when he gets handed communion he eats the bread and and just looks right back at him and says been carrying this bread around with you for a little while huh <laughs> it's just like it's like wow so this is this is the tone we're setting with spirit of vengeance huh yeah. but it's just like i will say this though nathan yeah if you are curious that that feeling you get where just like i'm kind of curious about the sequel you you might have fun you might have fun you will not watch it yeah. and be angry you might watch it and never want to revisit it again but i do not think you will watch it and be angry if you if you follow so. that that well thing. what's interesting yeah. i I told you this a little bit, Reed, but Jackson on the, on iTunes. So after I finished the film last night, uh, again, frustrated, but generous. And then mildly curious, mm-hmm. I went to at least see what the trailer held for spirit of vengeance and on Apple movies or whatever the platform calls itself these days, what they have mm-hmm. as a trailer is just a seven minute sequence, which is oh, kind of weird, okay. but the seven minute sequence is some showdown between ghost rider and a few thugs in what looks like some sort of rock quarry kind of ravine thing and mm-hmm. like just stylistically i was like well this is sort of interesting visually in a way yeah. the first film is not at all it's yeah, very exactly. different visually mm-hmm. um i don't know so so yeah i mean i i don't know that i could stomach 
two plus hours. If, I don't know what the run. No, time it's is, ninety but. minutes long. It gets oh. in and gets out. Okay, yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah it's it a nice. Is. It's like, shorter than this one. Yeah. That's what we're doing next week now. Is <laughs> Spirit of Vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're changing it up. We're doing, we're yeah. doing Spirit yeah. of Vengeance, Stacey. That's so funny. Um, so do you want to get into a little bit of, I mean, feels pointless at this point, but do you want to get into a little quibbles and bits? A little, uh, little just like, eh, some some dings again. I mean, I mean we could can. be a whole episode I like, for this. I, I like, mean, I've got notes. <laughs> so, okay. So... So I will say this. I will start, you know, so formally, this is the quibbles and bits section. Quibbles and bits and bits and bits and bits and bits. Okay. Okay. I just invoked and Nathan was like. That was something. Here are my quibbles. Here are my quibbles for Ghost Rider. I wrote the script, the characterization, most of the shots, the mythology, the performances, the narrative, and the ending. <laughs> Those are my quibbles <laughs> okay. for, for Ghost Rider. Um, yeah, it's not it's not a good movie. I couldn't find a whole lot to praise about it. Um, so uh, so yeah, I have a couple of like trivial bit, just literally like one or two trivial bits to mention. But but yeah, uh, Jackson, did you take any notes on on like quibbles or things you didn't? Really- yeah. Well, for one thing, like, what is the villain's plan? I don't know what the villain's plan is. Like, to absorb a thousand souls and then do something. And then, (laughs) and then, like, Mephistopheles wants to stop, uh, I don't know, whatever, Blackheart. Oh, my goodness, the names in this movie. So yes. Mephistopheles I mean, wants to stop yeah. Blackheart from getting the thousand souls, but Mephistopheles also wants the thousand souls and their father and son. So it's like, couldn't they just work together on this? But we don't <laughs> even know deep, what happens when they get the thousand there. souls. And, and then when he get does get the thousand souls, it leaves him vulnerable to the penance stare. So good yes. for him. Because when guess. you got a soul, really, you can get stared. Uh, I, oh goodness! I mean, so, but you've you've struck on it though, Jackson. Like I don't know any of these people's plans. I don't know a single plan that a single character has in this. Mephistopheles is like, oh, I'm gonna contract you to be Ghost Rider, but I'm not gonna call you on it for like twelve years, twelve to fifteen years. I'm not gonna call you on it. I'm gonna kill your dad the next day, and then I'm not gonna do anything with it for like fifteen years. But then suddenly my son comes up, and then even after that, like Mephistopheles is like, okay, you've done what I needed you to do. I'm gonna set. You. I was like he's going to set him free are you kidding me like he's seriously I, offering this and not that i believe it but i was like why is he even saying this right now like what in the world is this i don't know any of these people's plans for anything i can't figure it out so i don't know what they I, thought i will i will throw in some some comic nerd nerddom here is is okay. i applaud y'all for using the full version of his name but this is mephisto right mephisto. That everyone was yeah, hoping sure, yeah. for out of wandavision that appeared as the little roach <laughs> Um, and Blackheart is in fact the comic character, his who is the son of Mephisto. I mean, okay. again, that, that doesn't do anything other than just establish that that predates the film at least. But to your yeah. point, to both of your point, to everybody's point, anybody else got something to say about this movie? This we're gonna prove your point here too. Is like <laughs> this is why it was frustrating, is like ultimately, yes, I do have an affection for this character insofar as it'd be nice to see something treated kind of seriously and, and, and be cool about that. But even the dumb scenes at the beginning of the kids, you know, uh, uh, I was like, this is, is there a script? 
because these are the most <laughs> generic lines. I have to leave. I know oh. father sends me away. Okay. Like there's literally not actual human dialogue that happens well, on this film. And to, so, so when you ask the question, what are the characters motivations? I'm like, that's, that's a level of storytelling. The movie just isn't interested in like it is paper thin. When Wes Bentley shows up with his hoods, like, this is, man, what's so weird, oh. y'all, though, is there was an era in time when these types of movies are what passed for the big budget comic stuff. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. this was like a hundred million dollar movie. Yeah, made. 110 million dollars. Yeah. yeah, that was the budget for this movie. 110 million. Well, how much of that was Nick, though? I mean, yeah, a lot. And right. of course, this a was a passion was project for him. Like, and here's the thing. We're really here to talk about Nick Cage. We're ostensibly here yes. to talk about Ghost Rider, <laughs> but we're really here to talk about <laughs> Nick Cage. So that's, that's exactly what right. we really need to talk about. Sure. I think. I'm down. And the quibbles and bits will sort of disperse themselves throughout the episode. <laughs> sure. It's fair. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. So, okay. Let me start by saying I have an undying affection for Nicolas Cage. He was mm-hmm. my favorite actor when I was a kid because in the 90s you had you had Face Off and you had The Rock <laughs> and you had Con Air and you had Gone mm-hmm. in 60 Seconds and I was a big oh, action God. fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first top 10 movie list I ever made, you know, all-time top 10 included Gone in 60 Seconds. All right. There is something about Nick Cage's energy that speaks to me. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. <laughs> I think it's just there's something. It's jelly beans. There's something in his eyes that just like I can relate. I don't know what it is. <laughs> there's a there's like a it. madness there that I love. And I have loved him ever since. I've loved him. And he's one of those people like when he's great, he's really great. When he's bad, he's also kind of great (laughs) in a different way. This movie, however, most of the time, he's just like he's he just seems lifeless. And that's something that the sequel remedies it. The sequel lets him go more unhinged with the character. And I like I totally agree with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. But as far as this movie goes, this is like, this is just the low point of Nick Cage for me. And I'm including any of his like string of direct to video movies that I've never watched and never will. I did watch, (laughs) I did watch Trespass with Nicole Kidman. That's the only time I've dipped into that sort of like, oh yeah, that's the whole lower tier, right? Yeah. And it wasn't good. It was boring. Mm -mm. And uh, I've never watched any of those other movies, but I've watched like his big movies and I've, watched a lot of the more culty stuff that he's been doing the last few years. Oh, sure. And, like Color Out of Space he's and, just, yeah. Oh, color out of space is great. And mm-hmm. Mandy is good. It's not really my thing, but I appreciate it. Um, sure. sure. I haven't watched Willie's Wonderland yet, but I need to, because that sounds fascinating. Just the idea God. of a movie where he doesn't talk, you know, yeah. because his voice you'll, is I such think a big, it such a big part of his persona mm-hmm. that, you know, we've got to say everything like this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's not my that's best awesome. impression, but uh, 
Mine, well, we it's it. more of an impression of Jimmy Fallon doing an impression of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> you got lights, you got cameras, you know. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I don't know. Let tell me your sort of general thoughts on Nick Cage, because that's that's the man we're here to celebrate. Yeah. No, I, no, honestly, like I'm I'm kind of with you. I said I mentioned on uh when we were talking about Willie's Wonderland, I'm which I know is an is an episode you haven't heard yet, but but I I wanted like my unbridled affection for him is pretty recent. He's always been in the radar as somebody that I was interested in. I was always fascinated to see like the trajectory of his career, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until maybe the last 10, 15 years that I began to be like, you know, I just really like this guy. Like, I just, I like <laughs> that he will do almost anything. I like that he has this wild spectrum to his filmography and the types mm-hmm. of films he does. And part of the impetus for wanting to pitch to the patrons to do a series on Nick Cage is that the man's made like a dozen horror films, like eight that are mm-hmm. directly absolutely in the horror genre. And at least a half a dozen others that are like thriller and thriller adjacent, even more than mm-hmm. that. And so I was like, but yeah, like we haven't really given this guy any love. And I just, um, I appreciate very, very much the, just the way that he has this kind of, uh, I'll, I'll mention this. I said it last week, but Jackson, I don't think you'll appreciate it. Our professor, uh, Keith Cassidy, who's been on the show before. Yeah. But, um, he mentioned about in referencing Nick Cage, he said that Nick Cage takes risks. He takes risks with mm-hmm. his performances. He takes risks yeah. with his projects. And he said about him, he said, listen, if you are always good, you never get the chance to be great. So when you take risks, you are often you miss the mark. You're you're kind of bad mm-hmm. and you're kind of laughable. But then when you're great, you are really great. And yeah. it's funny to me that his persona, Nick Cage's persona is such that he has, you know, like he's a best actor Oscar winner for leaving Las Vegas, you know, yeah. like, and then even recently, that. yeah. And even recently he has done some stuff that has earned legitimate critical acclaim where like no pig, jokey. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. No jokey, no, yeah. no, nothing. And then they're still like, man, Nick Cage is delivering high caliber quality material, but uh-huh. then you get, but then the man will do left behind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's goodness. just like which you know, it's has like, the distinction yeah. of being even worse than the Kirk Cameron left behind. It's crazy. It's <laughs> wow. crazy. It's so it's so bad. It's, it's so even bad. worse somehow. Yeah. That's yes, funny. I forgot that there were two iterations of that, but they aren't connected yeah. to each other by production. No. No, no, it's a complete wow. remake. The Nick Cage one is completely like starting over the story and and mm-hmm. everything. And so, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a fascinating guy. And I just can't, I'm, <clears throat> I'm with you, Jackson. I cannot help but like him. Like he's the type mm-hmm. of person that I'm just like, you know what? I don't know how you would be to work with. You might be super nice or you might be really unpredictable or what. I don't know what you would be like to work with, but I just cannot help but like you. Like he's just, I, I just enjoy <laughs> the man. I just enjoy him. Yeah. Um, Nathan, before we go into our next segment, do you want to share Jack with Jackson just your general what you shared last week about your Nick Caginess? That's pretty good. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I mean I am not going to be as rabid as Reed just described, but I mean I've always had an appreciation for the guy. Um, it is funny once you actually start to chart his career, just the wild path mm-hmm. it has taken. Um, mm-hmm you know, from those nineties. It's funny. I, I still haven't seen gone in 60 seconds. So I've seen all of those other early nineties, mid nineties ones to reference yeah. there. Uh, in fact, my brother and I, cause it's, it's, it's one of those, uh, 
uh, elements from Face Off, the silly part where <laughs> I think it's the dad just. Oh, the silly brush, part in Face Off? Brushes, brushes his hand. Is it the daughter? On the daughter's face? Like oh. me and my brother would just do that oh, to each man. other. <laughs> you just kind of pass each other and just <laughs> wipe your hand down another person's face. But really, what you're doing is hearkening the Face Off. <laughs> well, that's like me and my brother have our own thing. We do the, like the Roman hug where we like embrace each other's forearms like you see in like spartacus or demetrius and the gladiators or something like that that's awesome so yeah we have our own thing like that too so yeah i like the guy jackson your brother um, i mean (laughs) (laughs) you should have him on here he's very interesting (laughs) we like you jackson it's okay So listen, okay, so we're, we're going to shout a bunch of love on Nick Cage, but there is, uh, I think this is the point of the show where it is time to discuss the things that are not only uh, just wrong, uh, <laughs> they ain't right. as hell ain't right so this is our this is our (laughs) yeah this is our that ain't right segment we always limit our guest yeah no we always when we have a guest we defer so jackson we are going to let you inaugurate uh you can go for your top one whatever your top one is but uh but you're just what do you mention about this this film that just ain't right well nothing about this movie is right uh so it was just (laughs) a matter of like what kind of not right do i want to go with Yes. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with the first thing that came to mind when I, when y'all asked me to talk about this movie and I knew we were going to have to talk about what ain't right. Cause I hadn't seen this movie since the theater, but there is one moment that has stuck with me for 15 years. <laughs> it's just the worst thing I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> oh boy. Tell us. I hate it so much. And it is, there's so many moments like it in the movie, but this one just never left my brain. And then I saw it again today and it was exactly as I remembered it. And it's when Ghost Rider as Ghost Rider with the flaming skull looks at Blackheart and goes, you're going down. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. I hate that so much. It's just the worst, most generic action movie line. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. And oh, he's you, you like, just described the movie. And he's doing that stupid point thing <laughs> yes. that he does the whole movie, even as Johnny Blaze, like as a teenage Johnny Blaze does the stupid point thing. Everybody so, do the and point. I just do the point. Oh. He does it as he's after the big stunt thing. After the big stunt thing, when he I like just, flips over the thing, he's walking out of the arena, can barely stand up on one. You know, he's got his buddy right there, and he's like pointing to everybody. He's yeah. like, it's such a weird no, expectation. It's a different point. It's like he he like plants his feet at shoulder width one slightly mm-hmm. it's like an elvis pose and he points yes. with one hand like leans forward into the point uh, like oh, it's such God. a very specific pose <laughs> and it's terrible and then he says the line you're going down in that stupid oh, voice awful. and it's just the worst stupidest it's- thing i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> okay okay I got, I, I got next. So <laughs> okay. I got, I got next. Cause, cause on that, I'm going to yes. And yeah. 
I'm going to yes and you. Okay, so this is mine. It's my number one, that ain't right. Nathan referenced it at the top of the show. This is my number one, that ain't right. Oh. Is that dumb line where he said, where in the opening, Sam Elliott's rusty, you know, metallic voice is just in there. And, it, and you know, that, that chiseled cowboy of a voice says, the thing about legends is sometimes they're true. And I, I, when I was watching this movie, any version of generosity that I might have had for this rewatch just completely got flushed down the toilet. I even wrote down, I said, the thing, oh, I th- here's what I wrote down. Yeah. Hold, on, hold on. Here's what I wrote down. I said, the thing about scripts is sometimes they're lazy. Like, this is- <laughs> that's so funny. I didn't know that's what you're about to say. I was like, what you heard is the thing about scripts are sometimes they're bad. <laughs> I mean, it is so so dumb. Right. that can and, i yes yeah. and you one more time no before we move no because because we're talking <laughs> about bad man. line it's like every line reading of wes bentley's in this movie oh, oh bless his heart it. It. right yeah. like there's yeah. the early in the anyway. movie there's a part where he's like mephistopheles <laughs> i knew you'd come this is one of those movies that you watch and you're like we know you don't care guys <laughs> we can tell it's all over your faces and your deliveries <laughs> we can, man said we can tell <laughs> we just point uh-uh. Okay. <laughs> so okay, listen, what you got? Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna reference another movie by way of invoking my that ain't right here. So I mentioned at least an affection for the character of Ghost Rider, and, and this movie definitely breaks some things I would not have ever thought a Ghost Rider would do. Mm-hmm. The movie Life, Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. You know, oh, there's a scene, okay. there's a scene, there's a scene late in that movie, which is <laughs> such a great flip. I love that movie. It's so yeah. good. There's a scene late in the movie once they're out of prison and they got the old age makeup on <clears throat> and Mar- Martin Lawrence is outside like a store or something. And he sees someone walking by. I think it's, is it with a boom box? A big old boom box. And there's just this pan of Martin Lawrence's like squunched up face when he's in disbelief at what he's seeing. And he just mouths. You're going to bleep this. He just mouths. What the f- like that's what he mouths seeing this thing. He doesn't, there's no audible, whatever, but he mouths it. Right, right. So in this Ghost Rider movie, not just that this dumbass character that isn't really Ghost Rider uh, lassos a helicopter, but that when he does so, he yeehaws. That's when I he said, does. what the f- <laughs> I was like, uh-uh, no, no, no. There are lines and one just got crossed, <laughs> which is you cannot have the spirit of vengeance. Yeehaw. While he lassos a friggin' helicopter, which I mean, by the a, way, he's a Texas boy. No, you know? oh no, Jackson. No is the God, answer. So no, I don't know. I, I yeehaw when I go on a roller coaster. Well, oh you know what? You're God. also not friggin' ghost rider. My I love you, but so how do you know? <laughs> well, we would... <laughs> fair enough. Look, that's a good point. <laughs> He's got a point. You win. <laughs> Stump me. So, so like the other thing, like while we're just beating up on freaking script things, but also connecting to 
what Jackson said about like, I don't know, like, I don't know any of these people's plans. I don't know any of these people. Like when, like when Sam Elliott, like Carter Slade, is that his name? Carter Slade? Yeah. I don't remember his name, but mm-hmm. like when his character, he's like, I got one more ride in me and he blazes up only for them both to like ride out and get just outside of San Venganza. And then he's like, well, I could only do that one more time. I'm just going to run back now. I'm like, <laughs> See you later. <laughs> you? Maybe. Like, what? Well, what that's all I got. <laughs> it's, it's not as if they sightsee saw like, things along the way. Well, it's, it's like they didn't have the budget to pay Sam Elliott for another day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, yes. they're like, oh, your time's, yes. your time's up. Let's do one more. Let's do one more scene where you just say why you're not in the rest of this movie, and then we'll just go. Or from it's there. not like, like oh it's God. not like their their means of locomotion are noticeably faster when they are flamed up. So it's so no. why would Johnny not be like, wait, okay, one, let's 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 unpack this a little bit. There's a limited number of these. Like you just do you have like a counter, a timer that's going to counting down that you got one more and that was it. And if so, why did you wait? to tell me that and and thirdly <laughs> why not just ride your horse like a normal human and get here and then flame up right right, like, right. assist well, right. He, said was, he said it was 500 miles <laughs> sure so that's sure. a lot of miles they have to be going so, like really fast he can't just ride a regular horse but now 500 miles and get there in time yeah, here's the and here's look at me defending this stupid movie. Miles what am I doing? Ride 500 more. <laughs> no, here's the but here's the thing. And then here's the because then you you make a really good point, Jackson. It's 500 miles, but he's going to ride it back yeah. without flaming now. He's dead. And no. well, no, he just vanishes. He he disappears after that. Remember? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Now I yeah. no, I honestly I did not remember that. Yeah, I don't yeah. Remember that that he's happened. riding oh, off slowly <laughs> into the night, and he like fades away. No, oh, what you just so read just, was oh, the production needed a cheap his. out. How do we exactly what do we do about yeah. this character? I'll just erase him. You know? <laughs> like it's, uh, we're just you know, he's gone. He's he's off in the mist. Okay, here. let's let's do another round here because there's so much fodder okay. to work with. Oh okay. <laughs> okay. And, and I'll name one. I'll lead with one. So okay. these and by one I mean like probably two. But these asinine like like Wes Bentley's crew. What this is so dumb. Oh, it is so worst. illustrative <laughs> of just like the worst, the worst versions of this type of movie. And it's so bad. And it's not just that they're so bad. I mean, one of the characters names is Wallow and he is wet all the time. Is there a dumber <laughs> thing ever than just like one that you're that actor? Can Is he excited to be in this movie? I don't know. At a certain point, you're like, wait a minute. So it's like, oh, oh, snap. I'm going to be in Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage. Oh, whoa. Woo-hoo. Calling mom, calling dad, <laughs> celebrating. And then you, then you, you're like, okay, well, his name's Wallow. Is he, is he, oh, yeah, that, that was from the comics. Like, well, no, he's created for the movie. <laughs> okay, okay, cool, cool. What's his backstory? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? A backstory. Um, just show up. Just show up. <laughs> and we're going to dump a bucket of water on your head every day. Yeah. His wardrobe is just sopping wet clothes. Like, now I need you to put on that. Like, wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> okay. Okay. So what? They're just going to yeah. air dry? No, 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 no. Once you get them on, <laughs> we're going to dump a giant bucket of water on you again and then roll camera. So it's not just how ridiculous and absurd and utterly 
boneheadedly stupid. You like how I did that? Uh, the actual character is. It's then how the script, and by I say the word script in quotation marks because <laughs> it's just yes. words on paper with no real intention or or thought. <laughs> how the character Ghost Rider dispenses with Wallow. Do you remember this? Yeah, he just well, he ducks yeah. him under the water and like pretends to drown. And then when he and then while he's pretending to drown, then suddenly he's just like surprise and like flames on. And then uh-huh. Wallow's like, oh shit. And then like that's it. That's all that happens. <laughs> well, he, all he boils him. Movie. He boils the water that he's in. Well, that's oh, what has happened here. In this movie, die like chumps. You know, they all go out like they chumps. really do. But really, really, but think about it. Think about it. Really, someone wrote in. Someone wrote a treatment, a story treatment for this movie, and like, how we're going to get rid of these bad guys? Well, he's a water (laughs) guy, and oh wait, oh snap, just figured it out. Ghost Riders, fire. Well, but but that's the thing. He turns the the earth guy into dust. He boils the water guy. Oh, I understand. He wins the the wind guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So at least it's consistent. Oh my God! Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, Jackson. Let's 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 stick with that. You know what? I didn't ask to come on here and talk about a bad movie. You invited me to because <laughs> apparently right. I've no. done some sort of inception on y'all to make you think I'm the bad movie guy. No, no. <laughs> I'm never going no. to talk about you're a just, good movie on here ever again. You're just no, you're, we will you're remedy just an that. excellent. We will remedy that. You're the you're the Sam Elliott to our Ghost Rider. You're an excellent ride along for the. Well, I've got the mustache too. So yeah, <laughs> and the gravelly, oh amazing voice. It's so dumb. All right, okay, any so, other? Yeah. any other? That ain't right. So, listen, we we cannot close out that ain't right without mentioning the super idiotic jelly bean martini glass. Like we oh, cannot. Like goodness. it's so dumb. Like really, you're just gonna just just drink a bunch of fake drink a bunch of jelly beans out of a martini glass and that's your you, that that's your thing like i just it's, I can't. So, it's so weird idiotic it's really bad, <laughs> really bad. <laughs> that feels like a nicholas cage choice oh that's absolutely he was he was very involved in the production of this movie because this was this is like one of his favorite comic book characters he's got a tattoo mm-hmm. of ghost rider right. on his arm that they had to cover up for the movie because yeah. you can't have a character yeah. with a tattoo of himself. <laughs> Maybe you could. It's Nicholas Cage movie. He's oh, about to God. be in a movie where he plays himself. So, but <laughs> yeah, that was absolutely okay. I got one more like little short one, and then sure. talk okay. about something else. No. So there's the cop that comes outside. Like Nicholas Cage has already taken out all these cops. But then this one cop runs outside with a club and sees a guy with a flaming skull standing there and just comes up and hits him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> just wallops him right across the face. Not concerned. Oh, there's a guy with a flaming skull standing in front of me. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. I don't know I if that cop is brave or stupid. Like, oh, I can't tell. He's absolutely stupid. Yeah. Absolutely stupid. Yeah. No, no one seems that concerned with the fact that there's a flaming skull guy in this movie. It's like, it's insane. They just, it's yeah. <laughs> no, it's absolutely, it's absolutely okay. insane. No, it's, I just it's get kind so of mind dumb. blown by the like story choices that happen on a production. Like, <laughs> like it really is. And, and I'm, I, I, I'm being jokey, but, but also kind of serious. Like 
what in the world? Like the scene when he is running from the cops or riding away from the cop, whatever it is, and he rides up the the bridge, you know, kind of beam or whatever, and then yeah. hops off into the like water, is under the water, then rides and... along the top of the water while he's flicking off the cops. Like what? What a weird just. I don't know. Whatever. Who who can say? <laughs> who can say with the Ghost Rider? Take us, take take uh, us out of this segment, Andrew. That sure as hell ain't right. All right. So like, <laughs> here's so like I will say this. This is probably the highest praise I will offer this movie. Is is right here right now. This is this is absolutely what I thought. This is this movie does have the kind of I am really sick on a Saturday afternoon and I have no <laughs> energy to do anything but lay on my bed and I flip through channels and I stumbled upon Ghost Rider starting. It has that kind of vibe going to it. And if mm-hmm. that is the kind of thing that you need, that kind of works like it has that little yeah. bit to it. But but that is about the highest praise that I would possibly give. To this film like it is so uneven it is so uh it, it's like I, I don't know there's this weird thing where i was just like i wanted to like this there was a couple of times where i was watching and i was like oh here's where it's about to be fun that's not it's not fun <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh man like i so bad i was thinking of these little moments like where he's looking out and they're like oh it must be an angel watching over you and he looks out and he's like nope <laughs> It's something else. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm not sure yet, but I don't think it's that. <laughs> and we haven't we haven't even referenced the best best line of the whole best line of the whole movie. The best. Oh, line here we script go. Brilliance. Script brilliance. Listen, he may have my soul, but he doesn't have my spirit. Spirit. <laughs> what do you what do you try? What are you what are you even saying right now? Do you? I just really know? needed Sam Elliott to be like. What the hell are you talking about, boy? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's when you need Brad Pitt from Once Upon a Time in the Hood. No, that's dumber than that. Like, <laughs> like just, just brush this all away. And I mean, like yeah. the film wants and to then throw and a can of dog food at his head, please. Yes, <laughs> yes, Ab- absolutely. And I feel like, like the film wants. I feel like the film wants, or at least is pretending to make some grand statements about like second chances and 17 times Nick Cage says you can't live in fear and all of these different things that it kind of like wants to be about, but it's not about it because it doesn't have the cohesion and the strength. There is one thing, man, I am all over the place, but you know, it's, it's ghostwriter. So maybe that's appropriate. <laughs> um, you mentioned Jackson about wanting to see Nick Cage just go nuts. I mm. will say there was one moment in this movie that I was like, I like that. Like, genuinely unqualified i like that and that was ghost that was johnny blaze's first transformation moment into ghost rider with nick cage yeah. wild-eyed and frantic yep. and his, doing his skin thing. melting off of his body and and the 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 skull hand or the skeleton hands breaking through everything i was like i like that like i genuinely like that that's cool i like the way it looks i like the way it feels uh, that's about the only thing I'd say about this movie. But What's they even think? botched that moment because you don't actually see his face turn into the skull that time. Like, oh right, it's, right. Mm-hmm. Like it like cuts from around. like his hands or something, and it spins around, and he's already the skull. It's like you see it in the future, but it's like this is the first transformation. 
This needs to be yeah. the best transformation. And they still find a way to ruin it somehow. <laughs> it's yeah. just, this it's movie clumsy. is just a series of bad decisions. One right after another. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so clumsy. It's so clumsy. Nathan, what's so your is? Oh, oh, never mind. Yeah, no, you go ahead, Jackson. I was go just going to yeah, ask, yeah. is there anything we can mine from this? Like, I know that this is what y'all do on this show. <laughs> Talk about squeezing blood from a stone. Uh, like, there has well, only you, ever Jackson. Been, uh, what, no, I, no, there has only been one film that I can recall in Fog Cannon history. Beckley can correct me if, if, if I'm wrong about this. But I think the only film where we have ever written uh, just a gimme, a debit, on the the theme portion of it was Ghostbusters was the first Ghostbusters. I think that's the only time in the show yeah, we've ever but, been like, yeah, okay. we don't know. We don't know what it's about. And I think that's the only <clears> time, but Ghost Rider might be the second, because to be honest yeah. with you, any, any version of like, yes, they talk about second chances in the film. They talk about, you can't live in fear, but honest to God, it feels too disingenuous for me to even pretend that the movie does anything to substantiate that. Like it just mm -hmm. throws it in as something to hang on and say like, Oh yeah, you know, this is the second chances. That's it. Like you need a second chance at this movie. <laughs> well, well, they tried. <laughs> yeah. Um, it did. I mean, it did. I won't disagree at all. The movie isn't really about much of anything except the K E W L of it all. But yeah, I think baked into the character itself, there's at least we <laughs> watch this. We can at least point to something of some substance. And that, that is the aforementioned special power slash special move of the penance stare. And I, I don't know, I was, I was kind of struck as I was like working, you know, like what is something that's possible <laughs> to talk about here? And just this idea, because, you know, ghost rider occupies that, that, hallowed hall of the anti-hero you know it's your punisher type of character that that sort of mm -hmm. vigilante-esque type of character uh for whom you know kind of operates outside of typical norms and and laws as it were to meet out their interpretation of justice and while i think the penance stare as a concept is is yeah it's cool as far as like flaming headed characters you know, doing their thing goes. I also think it's really terrible. <laughs> meaning, yeah. meaning I think what a movie like this wants and what a character like this is largely about is that sense of comeuppance, that sense of yeah, vigilantism, that sense of taking justice in our into our own hands, that sense of returning evil with evil. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just was really struck again for a movie that is not about much of anything whatsoever i was struck by thinking about the penance stare idea which is a, the the character ghost rider looking into the the soul of his victim in this case and and embroiling them in the quote-unquote experience of their own sin and what they've transgressed against others and and just you know again i, I think that's inherent to the character and is mm -hmm. not really cared about by the film because it just isn't interested yeah. in deeper things but i do think it's kind of an interesting examination of what we as society we as audience sometimes 
that catharsis we crave, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, the bad guys getting it from the worst guy kind of scenario. And yet mm-hmm. how dangerous that is to kind of wish on others. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that there's a whole lot more to go a whole, a whole lot further to ride the 500 miles on that idea. <laughs> but, but I do think it's baked into, you like all these heat metaphors, uh, uh <laughs> baked into the character. Yeah. Your own, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it's right there. No, I, d- I mean, I, I do, I do see what you're saying there. I think there's one thing that I know you haven't seen the second film, but one thing that I think you talk about it ba- being baked into the character that is a more prominent element of the second film mm-hmm. is that to a certain degree, Ghost Rider kind of feeds on that, like he's mm-hmm. hungry for, for that and feeds on it. And I do, you know, like any version of mythology uh, I, I hesitate to even call it theology that would ascribe like the devil collecting souls. Cause that's very much a mythological concept, not a theological concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the idea of like the devil collecting souls, it, it, a concept that has always connected with me of this understanding of malevolent forces and wicked forces and everything is and I think I've mentioned this on the show before is to view them as an appetite, like an insatiable appetite. Like they constantly have to kind of consume, but they will never be satiated. They'll never be satisfied. They just, they, they just have to sort of suck it all in and, and feed upon it without ever actually experiencing the, the joys or the peace or the contentment of fulfillment. And I do think there's something to that notion of, uh, you know, this idea that a vengeful spirit, if you will, is that kind of consumptive appetite. Like it's even if you satisfy it to a degree, it's, it's never really going to be comforted. It's never really going to be put to bed. It's only ever going to need to, it's, it's going to be like a crater. It's going to be like a hole where something is missing and you're never going to be able to fill that. It's just always going to, kind of be this vacuum that constantly sucks things in and is never somehow filled or satiated. And that I do think, again, echoing your point, perhaps uh, too much, Nathan, I think that is baked into the character, not on the mind of this film. But, (laughs) um, but, uh, but I do think that that is a fascinating and worthwhile sort of uh, examination or, or, or concept to sort of sit with for a little while. What do you think about that, Jackson, that or any other version of it? I mean, yeah, the idea, the idea of the penance stare is the one like truly scary concept of the movie. The fact that, you know, you look into this demon's eyes, whatever, and they can trap you inside your body in your own hell Mm -hmm. that's made of all the things that you've done. Because, you know, I've done a lot of stuff that was cruel and i've done things that were manipulative and i've done things that were destructive i mean thankfully nothing too awful nothing that wasn't uh you know repairable but Mm -hmm. i've definitely got that kind of stuff that weighs on my conscience and the idea of being stuck in those things yeah that's really horrifying but yeah this movie doesn't explore that at all it's just it's, it's just a plot device so and I'll be, yeah, I would love to I'll, see I'll, a Ghost Rider movie that actually did explore something like that. That'd be right. awesome. Yeah, right. And you just said something, Jackson, that I find interesting. It's like you said, <clears throat> and, and I and I would echo a comparable thing from my memory of things that like 
you know, I've, I've done things that I'm absolutely not proud of and things that even more than just not being proud that I actively regret and actively wish I could change and actively wish I could undo. But it's it even so like the concept of a penance stare is that then at that, because what does he say in the movie to them? He's like, feel their pain. Mm-hmm. And a, con- a concept yeah. that genuinely frightens me is how have I hurt people and they never told me about it. So yeah. like I hurt somebody and they didn't, they didn't share it with me. They didn't confront me about it. And maybe in my own way, I was simply trying to be funny or I was simply trying to be cool or I was simply trying to yeah. do whatever else was happening. And in the process, maybe have wounded somebody, maybe have hurt somebody and they're carrying that as a pain to them. And it is, it is humbling to think of the ways in which, you know, you have your friends or you have the the people that you know or the people that you work with or whatever. But the concept of thinking there's there's some people out there who think of me and feel pain. That is mm-hmm. a humbling and frightening experience of like, yeah. I don't know that. I would I would want to try to make that right, but I don't even know that it would be within my power to make it right if I knew about it. Um, mm-hmm. and so, but, but that is a concept that the idea of a penance stare, like really getting to suddenly you feel the pain that you've wrought that maybe you knew about it. Maybe you didn't know about it, but now mm-hmm. you're going to feel it. And that's, that's terrifying. That's a really mm-hmm. scary concept. Well, and that's where even the, the borders of the character don't really make, um, what am I trying to say? It's, it's been a minute since even in publishing ghostwriters had a, a, a main through line mythos mm-hmm. to kind of hang your hat on, but even exploring something like this as uninterested as this movie is in anything of any depth whatsoever, it's like, Oh, at night when evil is afoot, he's going to be there. But to your point, Reed, this concept of where is the line, you know, like what, mm, right. What <laughs> right. degree, you know, is, is he going to approach, the young person who doesn't have a lot of life under their belt. And it's going to be a really short penance stare. Like, is that the thing? In other words, mm-hmm. everyone's going to have a part of them. That's going to invite the gaze, right? Uh, G A Z. You're in Florida. So we can't say that. We can say that word, uh, Jackson, wow. uh, but, wow. um, <laughs> but, but seriously though, you know, just this notion that you can't put boundaries on. Wow. You can't put boundaries on penance, right? So mm-hmm. what you do instead is, 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 is something more akin to grace. Uh, but that feels very bumper stickery for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ghost Rider. I mean, I, Yay, I, I we managed I, to I, have a real conversation about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I'm flabbergasted, but I want for the, for if nothing else, for the sake of repeating it for myself, because I thought that was a, that was a very profound statement. It's like, you can't put boundaries on penance. Um, I think that's, we do a lot of work to justify the choices we've made. And I don't just mean we three, I mean, as human beings, as creatures, mm-hmm. we do a lot of work to justify the choices we've made, to justify, um, I, I heard it said elsewhere that we judge everyone else on their actions, but we judge ourselves based on our intentions. Well, this is what mm-hmm. I meant to do. Yeah. But then for other people, it's, well, it doesn't matter what you meant to do. This is what you did, but we don't hold mm-hmm. our, we, it, it's a humbling thing to hold yourself to the same account that it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, for a moment, disregard what you were trying to do. And yes, in the large scheme of, of how you move on and how you heal intentions matter, but focus on 
the behavior, focus on the action, focus on the choice. And that is really what requires the reckoning. Um, and that's really hard for us to do because it requires us to humble ourselves. And, um, and so I just, I wanted to sit for an extra moment. I know we're winding down, but I wanted to sit for an extra beat because mm-hmm. I thought that was really profound about like, yeah, you can't really put boundaries on penance. We try very hard to do that very thing um, and put boundaries on penance and, and, and justify the choices that we've made. But I think it's, it's humbling and worthwhile to consider like, yeah, if you were to be stared at, like, what would you, you know, what, what would rise up? And if for no see, other reason than to, well, hang on just sorry. a second, but if, yeah, for no, yeah. if for no other reason, if for no other reason than to humble yourself and to try to make better choices from here, I think that's important. But anyway, sorry, I just wanted to finish. But no, 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 this is, this is why, and I'm going to seek to, to confine myself here to put boundaries on myself here, but this is why, you know, we talk about uh, um, uh, judgment belongs to God. Like this is because once you start the path of meeting out judgment, there is nothing that everyone is guilty, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and our capacity to render extreme judgment is, is high. Like we, yeah. we, again, in the, in the spirit of catharsis, we, we, we want to see the bad guy get what's coming to him until we're the bad guy. And, yeah. and so that's, that's a really, I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's like hmm. when, when people cite, when people cite judge, not lest you be judged. <clears throat> I feel like most of the time when people cite that people will cite that scripture as a, a, a pump the brakes on, well, don't judge me. Don't right. Don't critique sure. me. Don't say mm-hmm. anything. They say pump the brakes, but there's a verse after that which says for by the same standard you hold to other people to that same standard will be measured against you. And so what the, what the verses holistically are trying to communicate, you know, is, is in part is be careful when you deal out judgment, because that is something you are laying upon yourself as well. Like if you can't meet the standard that you demand of other people, then what you said earlier, Nathan, you kind of, kind of flew by it, but I, I don't think it's as bumper stickery as it probably felt. That's why you have to introduce some grace into the equation. And this doesn't mean that the fight for justice just goes out the window. And it doesn't mean that consequences aren't present and real and tangible for what needs to to take place. But that's why you can't go down that never ending path. And and it's not just a matter of like, well, nobody judge anybody. No, it's it's be mindful turn it a bit inward and recognize like that the standard you would place upon other people is a standard you yourself are not really able to live up to. And so we should all be trying in our way to dole out grace more so than judgment. And at the same time, pushing and challenging ourselves to make better choices, to be the, to make the best choice we can in the moment and to be generous to ourselves and to be generous to other people. Uh, I'll, I'll end with this. And then I truly will shut up is and I might have invoked this on the show before, but there's that there's that really old phrase that people will say like, well, you got to love the sinner and hate the sin. And a friend of mine, he postured that phrase in a way in a way that I've always stayed that has stayed with me, where he said a better way to put it is love the sinner, hate my sin. So I'm just going to dole out love. And I'm going to turn any critique inward so that I'm constantly challenging myself to make better choices and to do better and, and let that provoke, uh, provoke what goodness in the world it can. And I've always found that mm-hmm. really compelling and powerful. I feel like as a last note, 
it's worth invoking and tying a bow here uh, uh, towards the source material of Jackson's new roommate. And if you are wondering what I mean by Jackson's new roommate, join Patreon. <laughs> but I'm going to quote uh, Gandalf here from The Fellowship of the Ring when he says, many that live deserve death and some that die deserve life. Can you give it to them? Then do not be too eager to deal out death in judgment for even the very wise cannot see all ends. I love that mm. line. Yeah, I love that line. I thought it, I'm so glad you referenced it too, because as we were talking, I thought about that line, but I didn't, I couldn't conjure it in the moment. So no, I'm, I'm really, really glad. Jackson, you got anything else to add before we go to the fog meter and send it home? Uh, let me look at my notes real quick. I've always got them. <laughs> uh, oh, did Peter Fonda lose a bet? Like, <laughs> Yeah, for a bunch of contracts in San Vergonza or I mean, San Bernardino or something. Like we we didn't talk about him at all. We didn't talk about him. We didn't talk about Eva Mendes, who is oh, she's trying at least. But Peter yes. Fonda, yeah. like he's a Hollywood legend. Her costumer isn't. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> oh my god! But anyway, so yeah, yeah, Peter Fonda. Was, right, right. Sorry, <laughs> didn't the only reason I think that Peter Fonda is in this movie is because he was an Easy Rider. Mm-hmm. You know. The, yeah. the quintessential, he, like, stride. motorcycle yeah. movie. Yeah. Huh. But yeah. he's and not he's not trying at all. He's just like everybody else. So, no. no. Oh, well. They are phoning it in. They are phoning it in from their couch with their sweatpants on. That is what everybody <laughs> is doing. They're not just phoning it in. They are Zoom calling. They are 18 years before COVID. Sipping jelly beans for martini. <laughs> they were glasses. way ahead of their time. so dumb all right well we're going to take this this mess of a movie to the fog meter (laughs) our very special metric of fear fear and god so jackson as our guest you have the distinct pleasure of going first uh for ghost rider starring nicholas cage what do you give this on a scale of one to ten with zero to ten actually if you're so inclined (laughs) but what do you give this on the fear measurement Um, <laughs> you sounded like Ghost Rider just there. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll give it one point for having Nicolas Cage in it, and one point for having Sam Elliott in it. So yeah, two points. <laughs> you got it. You got it. What they were there. Getting, they were there for the film. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> as far as we know, um, uh, the fear measure uh there's some decent vfx here and there uh the the revealed face of blackheart and mephisto um you know what whatever it's it's not scary but you know it's just a a two i'll I'll go with jackson two here listen just call call us all deuces i was going to give it a two as well so like yeah two for fear measurement for me call us deuces Wow. Um, so, but no, it's just, yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot here. And, uh, I'll on the God measurement, I'll see you too. And listen, we've had a surprisingly good conversation about penance in, in, in this episode, (laughs) this film couldn't care less about any of that. So I'm giving this film a one on the God measurement. What do you give it, Nathan? uh we didn't we failed to mention as the the you know fear of god that we are the line when uh i think it's donald logue says jesus and blackheart says 
Not even close. So I'm going to give it one point based on the truth of that statement, I guess. <laughs> sure. Jackson, bring us home. What do you give it on the God measurement? Nada, bro. Nada. Zero. There we go. This gets Zero. nothing. This movie has exactly nothing right. on its mind. So it really is true. You are you aren't incorrect, Jackson. No, I agree. <laughs> Y'all, this might be a first. We give Ghost Rider. We give Ghost Rider. Are you, are you rounding down or rounding up? <laughs> oh no, I'm rounding up. I'm rounding up. We give it a one and a half out of ten on the fog meter. Wow. I'm rounding up because it's really like one point three. But no, I'm like we give it a one and a half on the fog meter. Um, so so yeah, take that take that for what it is. Uh, and uh, and Nathan, I'm going to come to you, and Jackson, I'm going to let you round us out. So Nathan, would you recommend Ghost Rider to people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: I knew what I was going to get. I was hoping for more than what I got, but I knew what I was going to get. I mean, it's almost just an exercise in absurdity. After I watched it, my wife <laughs> came to bed and she was like, how was your movie? I said it was stupid, but I knew it would be. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's that. Sure. Yeah. To your point, you just if you're sick, it's a sick day yes. watch, you know? Yeah. It's not yeah. a turn it off watch. Yeah. This is a if you're sick on a Saturday or a, and, and, it, <laughs> and have you're no channel kids. surfing. Yes. Yeah. Good point. But you're channel surfing and it comes on and you got nowhere to be. It's fine. Don't change the channel. It's it's fine. See it. See it under that context. Other than that, I do not recommend this movie. Uh, how about you, Jackson? No, but <laughs> I will. I will recommend the sequel because for one thing, you can watch the sequel without seeing the first one and be fine. That's true. Like it gives you yeah. a little info dump at the beginning. And honestly, it even changes the backstory a little bit. Wow. And, uh, so, <laughs> and at least the sequel, one, it's shorter. And two, it's got a, a more dynamic, uh, you know, style to it. So, so what does it change? I, what? On the backstory? What, what does it change? Oh, not much. Well, it's just the, it makes. It changes uh, the. Oh yeah, go gosh, ahead. Just what it, changes the, it changes the, it changes Mephistopheles to Rourke. And he's a different yes. actor. And it also changes a little bit about like how he signed the contract that made him ghost Rider. Right. Oh, but it's neither here nor there. It really just drops you in the middle of a whole different story. Yeah. Yeah. And if okay. memory serves it, it, it eliminates everything about the father and everything about the love interest in the backstory. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't reference that, that at all. Um, and then, uh, so I will, I will yes. And what Jackson said about the sequel one thing the sequel gives you that this one does not is some genuinely fun and interesting action sequence. It doesn't give you many of them, but the three or four that are in it are genuinely fun to watch. So mm -hmm. th there's that. Uh, so so that that is present in Spirit of Vengeance that is not present in this movie. So. But but is there a a stunt jump over five helicopters across a football field? No, that is clearly not happening. Does that happen? No. Okay. No, but it definitely has some like practical car crashes and stuff like that. Oh, well, that's a leg up. So, yeah, I true. mean, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. And uh, I think Jackson you referenced earlier that, yeah, I think Jackson referenced earlier that Nick Cage is more gonzo bananas. Oh, for it. sure. And, yeah. and it's then that is absolutely true. Absolutely true. So, 
that puts the second installment of our Nick Cage series on the fear of God, <laughs> uncaged, caged up, things get cagey, whatever it is, um, on uh, in the books. And next week, so we've had fun Nicolas Cage with Willy's Wonderland. We've had uh, sort of definitely phone it in Nicolas Cage with Ghost Rider. Next week, we're going to go to something where it's a lot more somber, a lot more serious, and it's a lot more sort of high-minded. And I, I say that without any facetiousness. Next week, we're going to go to uh, his pretty recent, uh, I think just last year or maybe even, yeah, I think just last year, um, his critical darling. It earned like a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. We are going to be talking about Pig next week. So uh, we figured nice. this is a five-part series. We figured we'd put Piggy in the middle. So Pig <laughs> is going to go <laughs> right, right in the center of this series next week. And, and I will good. say this. Yeah, I will say this. Uh, watch Pig. Like, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, like even if you're just like, oh, I don't know if I'm down for it. Like, even if you don't like Nick Cage very much, please check out Pig. I can't guarantee you'll like it, but it's very different. And it's very thoughtful. And I think we're going to have a really great conversation about it. So, so please check out Pig starring Nicolas Cage. And we will see you next week for that. Jackson, can't thank you enough. Thank you, sir. For being here, my thank friend. You. So good always. always a pleasure. Always such a pleasure. Nathan, thank you as always. Listeners, thank you for hanging in with us. And as we say on every episode, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And in that spirit, we encourage you to fear nothing else and be on your way rejoicing. We'll see you next week, everybody. See you, everybody. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And you can continue the conversation in a variety of ways. Start by visiting thefearofgodpodcast.com for links to our social media, essays, and episode archive merchandise and more. If you love what we do, please consider becoming a patron by visiting patreon.com slash thefearofgodpodcast. There you'll unlock exclusive bonus episodes, extended standard episodes, online event access, and so much more. We want to issue a special thanks to Jacob Hunt of TracerMatula.com for our artwork, also to our assortment of talented musicians, including Andrew Nelson, The Island Family, and Jackson Harper for our varied show tunes, and also to Lee Wright, who helped me, Reed Lackey, write our theme music. Special thanks also to Tyler Smith at MoreThanOneLesson.com. Lastly, be sure to subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice, and if you listen to us through Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate a rating and a review. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Hi, everybody. <laughs>